0: Welcome to Analog Modern Radio. I'm Nathan So Today on the podcast, I'm chatting with M Jensen. M is an amazing young photographer from Melbourne who just seems to be popping up all over the place. She's developed a really amazing, unique style that she lives and breathes, not only in her photography, but in everyday life. And she's also got an exhibition coming up in the Ballarat Photo Biennale. M Jensen, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks for having me on.
0: When you jump on Instagram, and find your account. I feel like it's so distinctive. Even in the film world, a lot of people's film photography kind of looks the same and I feel like yours stands out. I could pick one of your images out of the crowd really easily. And I mean that in the best possible way. So I'd I'd love to just know a bit about how you've arrived at that and how that's developed over time.
1: Yeah, I think it it mainly is the subject matter that I like shooting is things that have a bit of a 70s aesthetic. And then I've kind of intentionally focused on that and in, like I make sure to curate my feed to suit that too.
0: Your style is not just about your photography. Obviously, you're shooting on film and it's sort of naturally got a nostalgic kind of look to it. Yeah. You know, and you've got your subject matter, but I feel like it even flows into things just like your own life and taste. It really is. Um, Like sitting here in your apartment, I feel like I've stepped back into the 70s. You know, you've got a very unique and amazing wardrobe that you're always dressed in. When did that kind of start for you?
1: Honestly, I I feel like in high school, I just had watched a few movies and I listened to a lot of 70s music and I was super influenced by like Almost Famous. And then I started dressing a little 70s and I really liked thrift shopping. Um, that was before I was shooting at all. It kind of just developed. I kind of just was like, this is a kind of a rad aesthetic and it makes it easier having one vibe that you kind of like and follow. When I started taking photos, all the things I wanted to photograph were fashion from the 70s and things inspired by like lyrics from bands from the 70s and it all kind of comes back to that most of the time. But I feel like I didn't really have to like work that hard for it. It kind of was just what I liked. The things I want to shoot are that vibe anyway.
0: I your own sort of personal taste yeah. led into that style yeah. of photography, like quite organically. How did you kind of find those subjects and those, those different things to, to shoot?
1: I mean, I feel like it's a scene. There's a whole 70s scene in culture and being kind of part of it, all of my friend's who had like vintage stores, were focusing on the 70s as well. And then they were like, can you do a shoot for us? And so then it kind of just happened. I kind of just fell into it. Once you set yourself up and stuff, then you can start choosing what work you take. And I just was intentionally taking work that I knew would suit that vibe because that's just what I know how to do best.
0: So it really curated the kind of work that you're doing.
1: For sure, yeah. Sometimes I get inquiries and I'm like, no, this is not, this is just not something that's going to suit my style. If you want something very commercial and technically perfect – I'm just not the person for that. You can tell the people that you're going to be able to work with. Like there's this one guy that I work with a lot, Ben. He's a musician and he's a cowboy. He always wants to shoot in the outback and he's got gold suits and bedazzled cowboy hat. Then when I met him, I was like, this is just like the perfect collab because we have the exact same aesthetic. But then I've worked with other musicians where I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like I feel like your vibe it just doesn't quite align with my vibe, and I know I won't be able to kill it.
0: It's quite good that you've figured that out so soon. It took me a long time to arrive at that kind of thing. Totally. The work you put out into the universe is what you're going to get back, and that's the other you thing. You don't have to say yes to everything,
1: for sure. And you don't have to post everything on your feed. Don't post the stuff that you don't really like that much. I think that's fully what it is. It's just I'm intentionally only posting things that fit with the grid. Yeah. Because <laughs> I hate when my grid looks messy.
0: And tell me about this uh, '70s scene in Melbourne. The
1: '70s scene. Well, when I moved here, so I moved from Perth when I was. 17 and the group I started hanging out with was musicians who played kind of 70s rock and roll and then once you get into that scene it's like everyone in there is like has an amazing fashion sense from the 70s I don't know it's just this whole collective I think Melbourne's really cool for that there's so many different scenes that are really distinct and have their own vibe and yeah I kind of just ended up in there and it really helped for finding things to shoot
0: I feel like film is in like a bit of a renaissance at the moment. Like it's made a really big comeback in the last few years. A lot of people shooting analog now. And I would hazard a guess that you might be too young to have shot film when you were. Definitely.
1: When I started high school was the first year that they didn't have a darkroom. Yeah. And I was so bummed out.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Looking at photography, a lot of people think that digital just makes everything easier. Yeah, um, it does. Yeah, like <laughs> there are true. definitely huge advantages to either really, depending on, on what your outcome you're going for. But what? Yeah, what drove you to jump back into film given that you sort of didn't have, like a lot of us, like me, like I shot all my pictures of my childhood are on film. I was still taking pictures on a film camera when I was in university. Yeah. We had it at high school and things like that. So I, it was kind of nostalgic for me just to get back to it. Totally. Yeah, so what kind of drew you back into that?
1: Oh, uh, there's a lot of things. I feel like being a big fan of the 70s and I listen to vinyls and I, I kind of just really like old school mediums. I think they're a bit quirky and different. They're just more fun for me. Like digital, I feel like I am not good at shooting because I just take so many photos and I'm just way more focused with film But also just when I was a kid, I mean, seeing my parents' photo albums with all their film photos that are like, you know, when they start going orange and they're like falling apart. And I just love that vibe. Yeah, I think the first camera I actually had when I was like 12 or something, my grandma gave me this little point and shoot Pentax. It was a little film camera and I just really enjoyed the process of shooting on it and not knowing what is going to come out. I love the excitement of like you're waiting for the film to come back from the lab. I don't know. I love that feeling when you get it back and you have no idea what's going to happen.
0: I feel like you can detach yourself from photos easier too.
1: For sure. And also, I feel like it happens the opposite way where you get the film photo back and maybe it wasn't as perfect as the digital version of it if you're shooting both. But for some reason, it just looks better. Yeah, it doesn't have to be perfect and it can still look really killer. Whereas I feel like if it's digital and there's a bit of blur or there's just something not technically perfect about it, you're like, oh, this sucks. But with the film, it's like, this is still really rad.
0: Yeah, you can kind of embrace... <laughs> the flaws. Yeah. Yeah, digital. It's very clean and shiny and sharp. But I it hate that. It's it too do- perfect. I of, hate
1: the, the perfect vibe. <laughs> yeah,
0: there's not a lot of margin for error. For sure.
1: And I'm just way too clumsy and non-technical a shooter to be always focused on everything being perfect in the photo. That's just fully not my vibe at all. So I think film kind of works well for me in that way.
0: It's interesting that you sort of mentioned your your parents' old photo albums and like the Mm. the prints that turn orange. Looking at your work, especially as like a big sort of collective, that was one of the things I noticed. um, I guess the colour palette it does almost look like a bit of an old photo album. It's very warm. Yeah. Is that a direction you consciously took or are you just kind of ended up there?
1: I realised after a little while of shooting that that was happening. I didn't intentionally do it in the first place. It was just because I was shooting a lot of, of Kodak Gold. The reason that I do that and I tend to warm things up is because I grew up in Perth and I miss the summer and I hate looking at photos and knowing that it's cold. <laughs> I just love the summery vibe of the photos. So I think I've intentionally made it look like it's warm all the time, even when it's not. Because, yeah, I just, I really enjoy the summer and it makes me happy.
0: Do people talk about that? If people are talking about your photos?
1: Definitely. I think it's pretty obvious to a, a lot of people. They're all very warm photos.
0: Um, but it really plays into that 70s aesthetic.
1: I don't know. It just seems like a happier time. If something, if it looks freezing and rainy, that just doesn't seem like a happy photo to me. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just trying to capture the good vibes. Like, either yeah. the warmth for that.
0: You're shooting weddings now. And you're yeah. doing them all on film. One thing that um, I know when we, we chatted about weddings, and I love this approach, is that you... It might just be for elopements. You can you can correct me here, but you're just shooting two rolls of film per yeah. wedding. Is that right?
1: I'm actually just shooting elopements. I'm not doing weddings at all. And yeah, it's two rolls of film. So normally it's like about 50, between 50 and 70 photos come out. And that's just because I feel like when I was shooting weddings before on digital, I was overshooting. And then the culling was just so dull. I was like, none of these are exciting to me. There's like 50 photos of the same thing. And there's really... Are only so many moments that need to be captured I feel like at an elopement, you don't need 50 photos of the same thing you really only need five <laughs> or something just to like get a vibe of the day and so that's kind of what I'm focusing on is it it's something
0: just- you have to talk through with couples and manage expectations or anything like that or
1: yeah A lot of my couples don't really understand the difference in film and digital upfront. So I kind of have to explain it to start with. I think probably because my elopement photography price point is lower. They're kind of like, you do whatever you want. (laughs) Like just roll with it, which is great. But I do have to, I normally do upfront say, look, you're not going to get 10 photos the same thing. It's one photo per moment. And I'm not going to take 50 photos of you and your family and friends. Like it's not going to be all posed shots. It's like fully just candidates. But most people are fine with that. I think the people who are choosing to elope that vibe suits them more because they're not wanting all these, some massive thing. Yeah. It fits with their mindset already, which is really handy.
0: So this year you're taking part in the Ballarat Photo Biennale?
1: Yeah, so I've been working on this series for the past nine months. It's called Sheila's. I had a girlfriend, um, Jack the Hitcher. She said, there's this really rad festival you should come and shoot. All these like really badass bikey chicks and like greaser babes just hanging in the bush, riding around in like hot rods and on their motorbikes in the dust for like three days. And I was like, that sounds so rad. And I kind of brought it up with some friends of mine who were film shooters as well, and was telling them about this festival. And they were like, wow, I've never heard of like female bikey greaser chicks. Like that's a whole thing that people just don't know exists. And I was like, yeah, actually, that's really true. Like I feel like it should be documented. So I did some research and I couldn't find anything. Like anything you look up on female motorcyclists is just either really sexualized or just chicks on the back of bikes. Like they're not riding the bikes.
0: Probably a lot of very negative stereotypes. So many. Around with that. So many. Kind of and
1: yet there's such a huge scene of women who ride. Yeah. And aren't at all like that. So I was like, cool, maybe I'll see if I can go along and take some photos. And then I went along. And I just met all these really rad chicks. And I was like, do you guys mind if I just tag along on some rides? I mean, I don't have a bike. Hopefully one day. But I just put the top down in my little convertible and I got my friend to drive me down the highway and I've just been driving around chasing these chicks on bikes, taking photos. There's a few clubs, the Leatherettes, the Leaders and Dax on Bikes and they're all really rad and they all have different kind of backstories that are really cool. And so I've just been shooting them for like, yeah, I think it's been like nine months um, exclusively on film.
0: And just like documenting what they're doing like, yeah. what are the kind of things
1: it's been that- very this is actually my first series I've done this like fully docker style because yeah. normally I set everything up obviously there's still bits where like we did a shit at Rose Street artist market um, car park and that was slightly more set up like they weren't just there riding around and I just tagged along like I was like let's go meet there and take some photos it's been super doco star but there's yeah little bits of both and it's just a whole bunch of things like it's them on rides them hanging out at the pub we actually did this one shoot a few weeks ago that was so rad we went to the retreat hotel in Abbotsford and they just let us bring all of the bikes into the pub and there was just chicks sitting in the pub on their bikes drinking beers which is such a good vibe I've finished shooting it and the exhibition starts on the 28th of August in Ballarat. yeah I haven't really done a an exhibition like this before so and especially not with Bellarat Photo, that's a big deal like to me. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> very amazing. very excited about it. That's going to be rad. There's going to be some massive format prints that Bridget from Format Scan did for me on the FlexTite scanner. And then it's going to travel. So it's going to stay there for two months and it's going to come back and it's going to be at Brunswick Artist Bar for a month as well. So it's going to be like a little bit of a tour. But it should be really cool. I'm excited for it.
0: it be quite an interesting... Insight into that, kind yeah. Of where, like you said, there's negative stereotypes. I saw a post you did recently on Instagram, and um, and yeah, and you asked people to send in whatever horrible quotes they'd heard about females who ride bikes.
1: There were so many bad ones that I got. Yeah. Yeah, so I just asked all of the girls. I've been asking the girls as I went, what are like some assumptions or stereotypes people have made of you as a female motorcyclist? And they all had just the weirdest quotes and some are really disgusting and horrible that I'm just not going to use. But I was thinking about naming the photos after the quotes because it's so interesting hearing the quotes that have been said to these women and then seeing them in the photos and you're like, how can you even? Like you're so far off. It's just, it's so dated. It's one scene that there's just not, I don't understand why there's nothing on it we've progressed in so many ways in terms of feminism but for some reason chicks on bikes are still either in bikinis you know like in popular media or sitting on the back
0: yeah well it's a scene i'd never really heard of but not something most people would get access but i feel like anyone with a motorbike people just put them into a certain stereotype anyway, sure. like even guys. For sure. You're either a bikey or you're a lunatic on a some kind of sports bike or something, or, or an old totally. Man.
1: Actually, I've had so many people when I've told them about the series saying to me, because I think they think of like Underworld, I've had so many people say to me when I've told them that I'm shooting like groups of bikey girls, like clubs, they've been like, oh, is that dangerous? Like, are you okay? Like... Are you gonna be alright? I'm like, no. We're just like we're just riding around the streets and like getting pizza. Like yeah. it's so fine. I don't know. There's so many misconceptions about it. So I found that really hard trying to narrow down because I've taken thousands of film photos. Like this is one where I was like, especially at Sheila Shakedon, and I think I took 13 rolls of film in a day. Wow. just after we talk about how we shouldn't overshoot, and then trying to get it down to I think there's 13 photos in the exhibition and still kind of show a holistic look at the scene. It was so hard. Yeah. Do you struggle with that?
0: I do. Yeah. yeah. It's hard um, trying
1: to trying to cull but still keep the important bits. Yeah,
0: and tell the and story. tell the story. Um something and it's really hard to do but is like capturing a single frame that tells a story. I think especially in like the wedding world, you know, we sort of whole thing is, oh, we're telling the story of the day, but we're telling it in a thousand photos. Yeah, And you've got to flip through each one to see it all. Yeah, But if you can capture a photo that, you know, has sort of multiple, like different things going on at the same time or or is about more than one thing. That's so hard though. How do you do that? Oh, well, yeah. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. It's like, it's very hard to see see more than one thing going on. I feel like sometimes you just have to get lucky with your photos where you're concentrating on something and something else kind of, happens at the same time but um, for sure I find that trying to make albums and just find the balance totally. of not putting too many photos in but also putting in all the ones that I like. Yeah. And having enough there that kinda yeah, covers everything. So for sure. 13, 13 photos for an exhibition out of thirteen seems like many. nothing. Yeah. Th-
1: originally I thought I'd have like thirty and then the space just wouldn't really allow for it. The second space was um, is quite small. So I ended up culling it down to 13, but it's been so hard. I think my original shortlist was like 200 and something. Yeah. And I was like, how am I ever going to get this down? And it's such a bummer because I feel like there are certain shoots that we did that were just my absolute favourites. But you can't really put more than one or two photos in from each shoot.
0: I guess the advantage of once you've done it, the photos that go in yeah. will just be... The absolute best stuff.
1: I don't know, though. I feel like what's going to happen is a year from now, I'm going to look back at all of the films and I'm going to be like, I really should have picked different ones. I mean, that always happens. Don't you feel like you go back through your photos and you're like, what was I thinking? This other one that's kind of similar is way better.
0: Yeah. Well, that tastes change. With that kind of stuff over yeah. time, I think. But also, just having one that's hidden away that you haven't seen for a year that's It's going to have more impact on you than the excitement. The one. Yeah, yeah. So it's tough. I don't think you can ever perfect that stuff. At the end of the day, you just have to do your best at that time and then move on to the next thing. Well,
1: that's art, hey. Yeah. You just can't. You can't ever perfect it. But it's
0: I, never finished. I, li- I like. I'm not that fussed about going back to. I don't know about you, but I'm not that fussed about going back to old work. I'm always like, once I finish something, I'm like, I just want to move on to the next photo. I don't really want to keep revisiting things and fixing things. For
1: sure. I think that's a good way to be. But I feel like when there were lockdowns, I was like, I need content. And I was going back through things. And I kind of like it because you do find some little gems in there that you just didn't appreciate at the time because there were better ones that you've kind of pushed out there.
0: Yeah, I've done that even with my um, family photo albums. I'm making an album of our photos from 2020. There's some in there there that I would just kind of throw away photos. And now it's like my favorite. Totally. Like, I don't know if it's
1: Are you making an, a printed photo album? Yeah,
0: that's yeah. so cool. Yeah.
1: No one does that anymore. No, I love no. that. Yeah. that's a great idea. Yeah,
0: no, I do one every year. Um, that's really good. I think it's quite quite important.
1: Yeah, definitely. Everyone should print. Their no photos. one
0: really. No one's really looking at them in my house. They're just sitting on the shelf. But maybe one day they'll they'll get them out. It'll but be a hand
1: me down. Hundreds of years well, from now, I don't know if photos will last that long, will see. But <laughs> that's
0: what I ho- that's what I hope.
1: Because that's what we were talking about. That's what inspired the work I take now and probably the work you take now is our old photo family albums. Maybe your great grandkid will decide they want to be a photographer because they saw your family photos. Yeah,
0: (laughs) I hope so. That'd be cool. That'd be cool and they can still use my camera.
1: The film camera? Yeah. You think it'll last?
0: I don't know. Well, my Hasselblad's from... Surely the Hasselblad. 1974, it's still going. If
1: anything's going to last, the Hasselblad will last.
0: Yeah, exactly. Have you done video outside of... Shooting Super 8? I am
1: a shocking videographer. I have dried and they have been terrible. Um, But for some reason, Super 8 makes it so so much easier. You don't have to know what you're doing with Super 8 and it has this vibe. And that's what I love about it. It's just like, I don't understand video at all. I've never studied it. I've never, I've barely even picked up like a video camera. But Super 8 is just really rad. It makes everything look good. And I think the shittiness of it is what makes it look good.
0: That was one of the things when I started doing super 8 at weddings. Mm-hmm. My whole thing was I wanted to make wedding videos that looked like my parents generation of wedding Fully. videos.
1: Yeah. And it's there is something about it that it's kind of cool and nostalgic in that it is the way your parents would have had their wedding video made. I don't know. Something's
0: just so nostalgic about weddings. I think, anyway, whether you're into um, right? traditional it, weddings or non-traditional weddings, it's just like it's still just something that you know people have been doing for so long, and
1: and it makes you think about like your family and what they did, and yeah, there is. It's 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 totally an a thing.
0: I find it a, just a really interesting kind of marker for people in their life, and you can go back through generations and see. My grandmother has on her piano in her house that she uses as her mantle. She's got her parents wedding photo, then she's got her wedding photo, then she's got all her children's wedding photos. So cool. And it's just Emped so interesting because, yeah, they're all, it's it's three generations of people yep. who lived in very different periods, but it's them at the exact same sort of time of their life. They're all probably very similar aged. Yeah. They're dressed in a similar, way or choosing, you know, you yep. can see their fashion taste and the fashion at the time. Totally. I reckon when we think about our parents, you know, like our parents are always old. Our grandparents are always really old. Yeah. You know, that's just how they kind of sit in our mind. But then when you look at this stuff, you think about, you know, your parents as well, they were like our age once and this is what they were like. It's freaky to think about that. Yeah. (laughs) So, So I think wedding photos are just this sort of interesting marker of comparing.
1: That's the thing. And what else, what other time in our lives do we have some kind of marker like that where we have each generation has that exact same marker? Like when do we document that anywhere else in our lives? weddings is like the only thing really
0: yeah it is how did you discover and get into super 8 then
1: so this is real recent actually when lockdown first hit is when I decided to pick up the super 8 camera so my grandpa had a super 8 camera sitting in his shed um and he gave it to me and luckily it still worked I just thought in lockdown I would just shoot when I went on walks every day I don't know there's something really sweet and romantic I think about looking at super 8s there's this whole vibe that it doesn't matter what the footage is like it's there's, it's just the coolest.
0: Do you think that's because we're being nostalgic when we look at it? Or do you think that it's just something about yeah. the actual quality of it that just makes us feel that way?
1: I think it's both. I do think there is an aesthetic thing that's really beautiful about it. Like it is it is shaky and there's just like light leaks. and I mean, it's the same with film. There's something in the aesthetic.
0: It feels a lot more human.
1: Yeah. And flawed and raw and... I don't know. I think the worse you are at shooting Super 8, the better it looks. Like there's something about it. So then I did a couple of elopements on Super 8 and I've just started making little short films on Super 8 just for fun. I love it. I think everyone should shoot on Super 8. I hope they don't because that will put me out of a lot of work. (laughs) It's such a good vibe and like you don't need to know anything. It's literally just like two buttons that you press.
0: It's great that you've got your grandpa's camera though.
1: Yeah, I am so glad it worked and it looks real retro too. It's got like the fake veneer on it. <laughs> it's very tacky. All the time whenever I go around, pulls out random cameras like, well, I don't know what this is, but have it. Yeah. And I had no idea what Super 8 was at the time. I mean, it's in a few videos from like you and um, Ollie. But other than that, I was like, I don't even, I don't know anything about this, but I called Nanolab and they killer and they're like, this is what you got to do. Just try it out. Luckily it worked. I was very surprised that it worked after being stored in the shed for like 60 years.
0: It's amazing the comeback Super 8 has made.
1: Super 8 um, and film and vinyl. How, why is that happening? Yeah,
0: I don't know. Why are they
1: all coming back?
0: It's this 70s scene that I didn't know about that you're in.
1: Oh yeah, it's my scene. <laughs> We're bringing it back. Yeah. <laughs> you have to work a lot harder shooting digital with video and with regular cameras and I think sometimes it takes away from your focus on the moment, being so obsessed with the, the technicality of it.
0: Like having that instant playback and instant feedback. Yeah, um, it's true. That's our life Like you want to check things on a digital camera and it's like, okay, great. I can check that I've got that right. But at the yeah. same time, it can create anxiety because you can see that you haven't got it right. Totally. Um, rather than just moving on to the next thing. And uh, I, I see a lot of, um, yeah. when I do video weddings, I see a lot of wedding photographers, anytime they've... You know, have a bit of a break. They're just scrolling through all their photos. Yeah, yeah. You know, making sure they've got it, just checking what what everything is. And I'm like, that's great if it's all there. Yeah. But it's also just a recipe for more anxiety if for you sure. notice that something isn't there. I'm like, you can't change it now. The ceremony was two hours ago. You're not going back and getting yeah. that first kiss again. So for sure, just got to keep keep going. It's gonna affect the rest of the day.
1: Also, just the speed. I mean, everything now is so speedy, like our lives are so speedy. That's how digital has been set up to work for us and that's why a lot of people like it. But you don't often have to wait for something. You don't have to wait for it to be sent to the lab and to come back from the lab. And I don't know, there's something really nice about that because there's not really many other times in your life when you have to do
0: that. No, well, digital, I guess, has taken over in all respects, like, yeah, you know, waiting for the post and... Like having to tape things off the telly instead of, you know. For sure. Oh, my to, like, gosh.
1: You remember that when you had to tape yeah, things? Yeah, well, I'm, yeah. For the days of Netflix. I remember that too. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I'm not that old. Though. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but people are analog. Like we're not we're not digital. We're real. And I think we like having a connection. Like one of the reasons people are so fascinated by a mechanical camera that doesn't have a battery in it. Yeah. Because uh, uh, not that, like, a, I mean, a digital camera, I'm sure is so complicated and amazing yeah. in terms of how it works but it's so removed from anything that I could understand that I can't right? even think about Right, you don't even it. wonder. But you I don't can, even
1: wonder how it works. No, but
0: I can – and I don't know how a mechanical camera works, but I know that it's like I wind it on and there's gears inside and everything's physical. It's all pushing each other around to, And the you know, light
1: is actually touching to, the film to, to, and – To move
0: it, so – Yeah. Yeah, it feels a lot more – It's a
1: bit more closely connected. more like to something a,
0: that's made by a person. Yeah, Totally even though a digital cameras made by people but they they feel wow.
1: that's great i don't know i don't know how they ever did that <laughs> it's crazy technology going on yeah for sure i think there's definitely something about that and it does feel a bit closer
0: do you ever think about the lifespan of photos i think about this stuff with like things like family albums i'm like i'm you know i'm making them and i hope my kids pull them off the shelf every now and then and look at them but really yeah. i'm i'm also just hoping that they're around
1: for future generations when i'm not
0: here and yeah. you know they're still sitting on a shelf in one of you know my family's homes what are you kind of
1: totally i do think about this because i have a lot of polaroids and i've started to notice the polaroids fading and they're only like a year old yeah which makes me sad
0: when you think about the work that you do Mm -hmm. whether it's weddings or personal work like do you think about not just who that photo is for but sort of when it's for you know photos aren't just such an interesting way to
1: look at it i've never thought about it in that way i mean no i haven't thought about it in that way so no i i don't I, it's probably very selfish. Most of the time, I'm just taking them for me. like, yeah. Or because I want to capture something. But I just think about the now a lot. And like, oh, I'll exhibit this at whatever. And then I don't really think about it much from that point on what happens to it. It's kind of cool knowing something probably will. Like if it does last, yeah, someone might find it in the future. But I mean, who knows if that'll happen? Like, I feel like I have so many photos lying around. Like, it'll probably just end up in the trash at some point.
0: I think about that with Honestly. my, my um, folders of negatives. I'm like... No one's going to keep these. Dude, same. I'm saving them all, sleeving everything, and I'm like, it's going to be in landfill one day.
1: Yeah, but you know what? Actually, I had a friend who his um, grandfather passed away, and he had all these filing cabinets filled with unmarked film. And I think he and his friend spent six months filing all of this film wow. and just like working out when it was from, labelling it. So, I mean, maybe. Some people care about things like that. I The negatives... I just, I don't care about, I'm like, I file them because I'm going to need them for an exhibition, but I'm like, I don't want to see you again. Like, I would rather have the actual prints and hope that they last.
0: Thanks so much, Em, for making the time to have a chat. Thank you. Um, yeah, I can't wait to see your your exhibition in Bellerat. It's going to be amazing.
1: I'm excited for that. Thank you.